Hey everyone, welcome back to Take to Take episode 66, Saturday, May 15th. We are a few hours away from the uh, opening game of the Stanley Cup playoffs, and we are also a few hours away from Vancouver playing their fourth last regular season game, as I just learned. Enough about that, though. I doubt that's weird. Anyone is going to be paying any attention to that. Regardless, this is our playoff preview episode as over the past few days, the uh, seeds and series have been set and quickly run through them here. Toronto, Montreal, Edmonton, Winnipeg, Pittsburgh, New York Islanders, Washington, Boston, Colorado, St. Louis, Vegas, Minnesota, Carolina, Nashville, Florida, Tampa Bay. Eight series, as per usual. Playoff format's a bit different. Uh, reading out our bracket will be a bit different. There's a bit of reseeding to do, but regardless, same, same, but not really. Anyways, I think we're going to get right into it, and we're going to leave the North Division for the end because uh, only one of us here... Well, actually, we are all Montreal Canadiens fans now. I should make that announcement, but only one of us here has a team actually in the playoffs, so we'll leave that for the end. We'll get started in uh, in the West and the West Conference, the West Division. I hope you all have your brackets up. I have mine, and I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised. I personally struggle with making brackets because I, I get conflicted with what I think and what, you know, the general consensus is, but I'm yeah. very pleased with this year. And Patrick's already seen my bracket and he, he thinks that's the best bracket he's ever seen. That's what he said. Ooh, so, let's get started in the West and Nick, we'll start with you, Colorado and St. Louis, the president's trophies winners uh, based on ROW just barely squeaked out a president's trophy playing the St. Louis Blues. What are your thoughts? What's your prediction? Go ahead. Well, you mentioned ROW. I'm going to bring to the table ROR and his big guarantee that St. Louis would pull off the upset here in this series. That was that was something. I don't agree with Ryan O'Reilly of the St. Louis Blues. Uh, I picked Colorado in six. Look, I think St. Louis played some good hockey down the stretch. They finally looked like the team I thought I think we all thought they were going to be at the beginning of the season. Um, you know, Colorado has been, I think just as good as we all thought they were going to be. They've been on, on course, best team in the league this season, I think. Um, so I'm the, I, I just have a hard time betting against them. This team has choked. I like, I, I loosely say the word choked the past couple of playoffs. You can definitely argue they did last year against Dallas in the second round. They've struggled a bit, but I think in terms of a first round series, I think you, I, I still have a hard time betting against them, especially if they're healthy. So I'm going to go Colorado in six. Colorado in six, Patrick. Colorado in five. Um, I was waiting. I'm a big St. Louis fan. And I'm always waiting for them to, to finally get it together this season. It never really seemed to happen. Um, they kind of picked it up down the stretch, but nothing compared to Colorado who was fairly consistent from the start. So uh, Colorado in five for me. I'd like St. Louis to pull off the opposite. I think that'd be something. But as far as uh, winners, it's I think it's got to be Colorado. And I don't think it's going. Pa- I don't think it's going past five games. So I I also picked Colorado and I also picked five games. But I'm a bit concerned that Colorado might be turning into uh, what Tampa Bay was for a few years. Just a that's fair. Undoubtedly good and dominant team that just seems to struggle once they reach the postseason. I don't know. They're not quite there yet. They're still well, new ta- on the stage, I would say. In Tampa's case, it was all the years of them being the favorite. They didn't do it. Or Washington. Well, that's case. what I mean. I was thinking of Washington, for example. Washington's another good example. 
all the years of Ovechkin being the favorite with Semin and like all those guys in their prime, they didn't do it. And then the year 2018, they weren't the favorite. No one was really talking about Washington or Ovechkin. Then they did it. They had more veterans. Their team arguably got worse because they lost a lot of guys in the offseason, guys like Shattenkirk, for example. And then they got better the next year. So I can see that with Colorado. I think I think Colorado has, in my opinion, at least unseated uh, Tampa Bay as that that team, whether, whether that happened yeah. this year. Um, it's hard to say that happened last year because Tampa won the cup, but I think that's happened. Um, I think in this series in particular, I think St. Louis's goaltending is really going to just ruin this for them. Uh, I have a bit of a vendetta against Jordan Bennington, but regardless, I think a I lot think, of people do. Yeah, that's fair. I, I, I'm not calling it an X factor because you guys now know how I feel about X factors, but a prediction I have is that St. Louis's goaltending is just going to fall apart. Uh, not to say it's even anything super special right now. Bennington has been good enough this year, but I think when St. Louis fans look at this series, they're going to point at their goaltending. Next up in the West division, this is an interesting, probably one of the, the more interesting series to see what, how it plays out because it's Vegas and Minnesota and Vegas is a cup favorite. I think we would all agree whether, you know, we have them selected or not. Vegas is, and I actually think one of us do, I forget who, but Vegas is a cup favorite. They're playing a very surprisingly good Minnesota team. I'll wait till the end because my pick is uh, not Vegas. Patrick, (laughs) go ahead. Uh, I have Vegas in five. I like the Minnesota, this Minnesota wild this year. I like the story. I like Caprizov. Um, apparently they've been a good team this year. Um, but I don't know if this lineup has enough to knock out the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, everything Vegas does is just perfect. Um, as much as he's still considered underrated, I still think Mark Stone is underrated. Um, the more he's talked about as being underrated, I still think people don't actually realize how good Mark Stone is, is what I'm trying to say. Um, and I just think you, you cannot knock out that team. They've had way too much playoff success. Um, Shea Theodore is having a fantastic season. Um, so yeah, I'll go, I'll go Vegas in five. I'm also going to go with Vegas. I'm going to go with seven games though. I think Minnesota is going to give them a pretty difficult time. My prediction for this series, my weird prediction is that this is going to be the best series of the entire first round of the playoffs. I think all the ingredients are there. You've got a young star in Kaprizov leading an underdog team. Um, some more underrated guys like Fiala, Greenway, Eric Sinek, you know, leading this wild charge into the postseason. But like you said, Patrick, um, the success Vegas has had in their short time in the league in the playoffs is something it's really hard to look past. They're driven by experience. They've got a lot of really good quality veteran players, Mark Stone, Max Pacioretty, um, John Marchessault, and I think the the big edge, um, and it's a common theme always in the playoffs, is the goaltending. And I, while Minnesota's has been strong this year, I give that edge obviously to Vegas because a, we're not too sure who's going to start in the playoffs because both Leonard and Flurry have been really good this year. So there's a decision to be made there. But either way, if one of them falters, you've got something to fall back on if you're the Vegas Golden Knights. And I think yeah. that's just. Their, their depth is going to give them the edge in this series. And I think that's just going to push them over the top, but I do think it will be close. Um, and it's definitely going to be the series that I'm watching a lot of. I also think it'll be close, but I have the Minnesota wild 
I think Minnesota's had Vegas's oh. number this year. I think <clears throat> Minnesota, like I said, has been a pleasant surprise across the board. I have it in seven games. I think Minnesota in seven. And obviously when I have it in seven, it for sure could go either way. My prediction coming out of this is that after this, after the first round is done, Kaprizov is going to be a front runner for an early con Smythe pick. And wow. by the end of this, you're going to see who my cup picks are and it's not Minnesota, but uh, by the end of the first round, we'll see. I just, Vegas is good. There's no denial about that. I think they're like the third or fourth favorite odds wise for the cup. They're out there. I just, I think Minnesota is one of those teams, not the biggest underdog as we'll get to closer to the end of the show from me, but uh, they're certainly up there and I have Minnesota in seven. If there's a series that there can be an upset, I think this is, yeah. this is really yeah. up yeah. there for yes. sure. This one, and we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> the central division on the other side of the Western conference, though it is, that doesn't really make sense because it's uh majority Eastern conference teams. Anyways. <laughs> Carolina and Nashville. Uh, I didn't, I don't know. I don't care I, I, about this one. If yeah, I, I kind of wish Dallas made it instead. I Nashville just doesn't, I feel like they don't belong there. I think for Nashville's sake, they don't want to be there. At least if I were a Nashville fan, because they're not going to win. And anyway, I'll go first here. I have, uh, I have Carolina in, I have six right now. I kind of want to change that to five. I think the, when I was doing this yesterday, I picked six because Nashville just thumped Carolina like five, nothing the other night, but I have Carolina in six right now. I Carolina is a really good team. There's no doubt about that, but I just, I think I mostly say that because I don't think Nashville is very good at all. And I'm kind of surprised at how they slipped in here. I think weeks ago we were starting to look at the playoff picture and I think Dallas was in and I said, Oh, Nashville's there. They could, you know, they could make a run. I, th- I think that was the team I said, and they clearly made a run, which is, again, I really wish Dallas made it for a lot yeah. of reasons, but I have Carolina in six, maybe five. My prediction about this one, Pat, you kind of said it there. I think this is going to be maybe the most boring series in the first round. So that's that. Uh, Patrick, go ahead. I don't often uh, predict sweeps but I'm going to predict a sweep here. I think Carolina sweeps Nashville. Um, I understand Nashville played better down the stretch. I don't think they have that top talent compared to Carolina, at least to really push them over the edge. If you look at Carolina's top nine, honestly, the all, all four lines, it's actually insane. Um, Aho, Trocek, Stahl down the middle, Niederreiter, Sveshnikov, Taravina, Natchez. Like, this is a really strong hockey team. Uh, Dougie Hamilton on defense. Um, their goaltending has been good enough to get them through it. And I think, I think they're going to run the tables. I think they're going to sweep Nashville pretty easily. Um, and I expect, um, I think Jordan Stahl is going to get a lot more attention because he's having a fantastic year. He's having a fantastic defensive year, especially. And I think, um, while guys like Aho will be getting a lot of attention, I think you're going to see the importance of, of more bottom six players like Jordan Stahl and their defensive impact. Uh, yeah, I didn't quite predict a sweep in this series, but I did pick Carolina in five. Um, the Nashville Predators have been on a shooting percentage bender um, for quite a while now. And I think that's what has really aided their run. They just weren't scoring before. And I think now they're starting to score um, quite a bit more than they were um, than they were like in the early parts of the season. It's, it's a complete 180. 
I just don't know. That's got to come off the bus. That's the wheels have to come off the bus at some point. Right. That's, that's sort of my thinking on this Nashville. I just don't know where they're going to get the goals from Roman Yossi was their leading point scorer, 33 points. That that's what I was counting there. Um, he would be the eighth highest scorer on the Carolina hurricanes, which yeah, that's, that's pretty alarming. I just, I can't see where they're going to get the scoring from. Cause I think Carolina is just defensively sound. Um, their goaltending has been really solid this year. So I, I, I th- this is one, I just can't in good faith predict an upset here for Nashville, despite the fact that um, mathematically they've been on a bender the past little bit. I think the, the wheels are going to come off here and it's going to be a pretty comfortable series win for Carolina because um, in my opinion, that, that the trajectory of this Carolina team is unbelievable. I think they, they, they really have something special here. And I think they're pretty much on the verge of taking that next step. They're pretty much already an elite NHL team, but I think, um, you know, they are just a couple small moves away from really being um, like a Stanley cup perennial contender and favorite every year. Like they're really, really close to that. So I think this year they've uh, they've got the ingredients to make a run. Okay, well, for transparency's sake, uh, after listening to Patrick, I would like to announce that I now have Carolina in four. Because <laughs> Patrick, what you said about sweeps, I I don't know about you guys, but I had no sweeps chosen in this bracket. It's so hard. I never to, I never pick a sweep in a bracket. It's very to hard. pick a sweep. Yeah, but I feel like I have to pick one, and this is the one I'm going to go with. So. I amend my decision to Carolina in four. Anyway, Florida and Tampa Bay, the battle of the sunshine state. Tampa Bay is the third seed, believe it or not. That being said, quite the coincidence, they have two of their best players. Like they're coming back for game one. Wow. How, how lucky is that for Tampa Bay? That Thank goodness. Kucherov and Stamkos back for game one. Lucky them. Wonder how that happened. Anyways, Nick, why don't you start us off? Uh, we've got a very good Florida team, a very surprising Florida team that kind of came out of nowhere and finished second in the division behind Carolina. And we've got the reigning champions, the Tampa Bay Lightning, in the third seed. What are your thoughts? Well, Battle of the Sunshine State, like you coined it there, that's creative. In terms of this match, uh, I think, you know, we, we said a couple of weeks ago, this is one the NHL's wanted for a long time was these two teams to go at it. And it's funny that it finally took taking them out of the Atlantic division to get it. But I, this one's going to be close because I think that I think they stack up decently well against each other. But I think Tampa Bay getting Kucherov back is really just going to give them that edge. Um, and I think they're just more defensively sound than uh florida is the coaching battle is going to be really interesting too because these are both coaches that i rate really highly i think you know you they're definitely the two best coaches in the nhl in my opinion joel quenville and john cooper so that's going to be um an interesting side storyline but i i just i think um tampa bay's again goaltending is just more certain than florida's you know what sergey bobrovsky are we going to get um does Dreger get any time in the playoffs like we we really don't know um there's just a there's always been a question mark there for Florida so I'm going to go Tampa Bay in six games I just think Kucherov especially is going to put Tampa Bay over the edge I have this going seven games and I have Tampa taking it but I think the way Florida played down the stretch the way uh the depth they have Carter Verhage Anthony Duclair 
Um, Sam Bennett went from entering bus territory to 15 points in his first 10 games with uh, the Florida Panthers. Patrick Hornquist is having a fantastic season. Um, I think they're I think they're going to give Tampa a run for their money. I think it's going to be very close. I think Tampa is going to come out on top, obviously, with Kucherov coming back. But um, yeah, I, I think Florida has been one of the more underrated teams. And I think we'll get into this later when we do our awards episode, but Quentinville should be a serious consideration for the Jack Adams with how we kind of turn that around. And um, yeah, I'm not sold on the defense though. I didn't really like the Brandon Montour acquisition and Ekblad's gone and he's out for the rest of the season. So that'll be tough. But uh, I think, I think the forwards and the defense is good enough to at least push seven. So Tampa and seven. Well, surprisingly enough, it sounds kind of weird, but you guys technically both picked the upset on this one. <clears throat> even though most of us would say the third seed is probably the favorite here. Uh, I didn't pick the upset. I have the Florida Panthers in six. I think, yeah, Kucherov coming back specifically is great, but I just, I have a thing with messing with a formula right before, right before playoffs. And I know Kucherov isn't a new player to this team and, you know, injecting him back into the lineup isn't going to, absolutely shake up the team but i just i think any team would need a few games to kind of get back into the rhythm of having you know two very strong players back in the lineup and i'm just not sure they have the time to do that well they don't have the time to do that in a playoff round i have florida in six i think florida is going to stay the course uh you guys make a good point about goaltending though that will be interesting with uh i, I would like to say you know, kind of rely on Drieger more, but he has certainly dropped off later in the season. So that's a big question. <clears throat> but if I had to make a prediction about this one, I would say Kucherov in the series, maybe three points, four points. I don't think he's going to have a very good series at all. all, right. all um, right. I think obviously for the uh, obvious or not so obvious cap circumvention that Tampa was maybe towing the line with they couldn't really bring, bring Kucherov back but for Kucherov's sake he probably should have played a few games before jumping right into game one so it'll be interesting let's jump to the east division east conference uh Pittsburgh Penguins New York Islanders that's the one and four seed though both these teams and both all the teams in this this division are very very good and you could really make a case for any of them Patrick, why don't you start with Pittsburgh and the Islanders? So I think these the two series in the East Division are going to be one of the most exciting uh, series we'll see. Um, for the Pittsburgh Islanders division, I always, for the past couple of years, we've had a hard time giving the Islanders credit or at least predicting them or setting them up for success because technically on paper, they are not the greatest hockey team. But with insane coaching from Barry Trotz, um, they're a very stingy defensive team. I'm going to pick the New York Islanders to win this series in six games. I like the addition of Kyle Palmieri. Um, I like, although they're playing him on the third line, which I think is a little weird, but I think that's probably subject to change once the game start. Um, Adam Pellick and Ryan Pellick are having fantastic defensive seasons. Um, and I think the way Trotz plays their goaltending tandem, I think is fantastic. I think they're set up to win from the get-go. Nothing to take away from Pittsburgh, who I think is a team that no one's really talking about. They've had a fantastic season. Crosby's having another amazing year. But I just think the experience, the system that the Islanders play, along with their goaltending um, and coaching, I think I think this points in their favor, and I think they'll win in six games. I also picked uh, the Islanders to win in six games. Now, this one, 
I admittedly struggled with more than any other series to pick because like you said, Patrick, everybody's had a hard time giving the Islanders credit over the past couple of years. Um, and they really have been just one of those teams that is able to really elevate their games in the playoffs. But I, the reason I struggled with this a lot be, is because, well, the underrated, as we discussed a couple of weeks ago, Sidney Crosby has been so good. And the Penguins have really, really turned it on in the second half of the season. They've been fantastic down the stretch, whereas I think the Islanders have sort of faltered. Now, I picked the Islanders just because, you know, when I look at the matchup um, and some of the facts around it, I, I just tend to side with the Islanders more. But on pure gut feeling, I like this could be the s- series I'm easily the most wrong about, I think, because yeah. um, the Islanders have been shaky down the stretch. And if they can't get past that, you know, they fa- they ended up they were, I think, one of the best teams in the NHL in the first half. And now they've ended up uh as the season has gone on fourth in that division, that was after the addition of Paul Mary, who's only had four points in 17 games. So I could, you know, I predicted a couple of years ago when they faced off that the penguins would win pretty easily and the Islanders swept them. I think a similar thing could happen here. I predicted the Islanders to win in six games, but if Pittsburgh just on the street that they're on shows up and sweeps the Islanders or easily defeats the Islanders, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm going to go with the Islanders in six, but I, I struggle with that a lot. Paul Mary hasn't played with Barzell yet. He's been consistently right. on the third line, which I don't, which you're going to pay a first for someone to keep him with. I don't know what Komarov's on the top in the top six. I don't know. I don't get it, but Barry Trotz finds a way. So, okay. So correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, you guys both pick Vegas. I picked Minnesota. You guys both pick Tampa. I picked Florida. You guys both pick uh, New York. I'm going with Pittsburgh. Uh, I think you just said it. Uh, New York is, I I wouldn't say they've like dropped off in the second half of the season. They haven't gone in the right direction. I think that's for sure. And Pittsburgh has been, I think Pittsburgh has been a surprise. Pittsburgh winning the division was certainly a surprise for me, at least. Um, They were, I don't, I think people expected them to be good, but they've been a lot better than I thought they were. And, uh, the only question I have on this is the coaching on the, well, yeah, the coaching on the Islander side specifically will be interesting. I think that's kind of the only, the only way they might get out of this. I have Pittsburgh in seven. I have uh, three game sevens. This is the one I am least confident about because if anything, I think Pittsburgh in six, maybe, maybe even five. We'll see Washington and Boston. Uh, Boston is the third seed, Washington second seed. Boston's been looking good. Taylor Hall is good. I think people can finally settle on that, that he is a good hockey player. This is going to be an extremely interesting series. Washington is the higher seed, but I really don't think that means much here. Nick, your thoughts uh, on this series? Well, the Boston Bruins finally to start or finally decided to start making me look kind of smart because I've been saying for weeks that even in the first early stages of the season when they were not playing good, I kept saying, you know, I, I still think they're going to turn it around at some point. And I especially doubled down on that with the addition of Hall and they have been red hot since the deadline. I think they continue that. I think they're going to run over Washington. They're going to beat them in six games. It's going to be close because Washington is still a good team, but I think going hot into the playoffs 
makes a world of a difference sometimes. And I think Boston is red hot. So I think they really stack up well in this matchup. They've been playing, they've been, you know, one of the better teams in the NHL for weeks now. And I think that's just going to give them the edge. Now, again, we got to bring up the goaltending because, you know, is Jeremy Swayman going to be the guy that propels Boston into the later rounds of the playoffs? That remains to be seen. Um, But I just, the way that they're playing, I like the mix and the swagger around Boston right now. So I'm going to go with them. Before you jump in here, Pat, you make an extremely good point about going hot into the playoffs, Nick. Read my article on the Year 5 Collective uh, about the 2018-19 St. Louis Blues. It's a good one. Go ahead, Pat. So I Nick said that the previous series was the one that he could be the most wrong about. I think this is the one that I could be the most wrong about because um, I have Boston in seven, but if Washington won in six or anything, I don't think I would be surprised. These are both close teams. I feel like Washington has not had, I think playing in a tough division and Ovechkin kind of not struggling, but not being at the level he normally is at has kind of taken people's eyes off the fact that Washington is still a very good hockey team. Um, I'm not completely sold on their goaltending, but the exact same thing can be said about Boston. Is Jordan Swayman going to be the guy to, to get it done? I don't know, but I like the way Boston played down the stretch. That top six is looking lethal. David Krejci has some much better help with Taylor Hall. Um, that top nine, really. And uh, a guy like Matt Grizzlick has been playing fantastic. McAvoy is having a, a Norris-level season. He's a brilliant defenseman. Uh, I think I think Boston does it in seven, but I think this is going to be, I think the first game tonight, I think this is going to be one of the, the tightest, most exciting series we'll see um, this playoffs. I think when you when you think about, when I think about playoff playoff teams, like real playoff teams in the past decade, I think of the Boston Bruins, all thanks to what started it in 2011 from your Vancouver Canucks. So you're very welcome there. But Boston is a playoff team. I have Boston in six. Not to say Washington isn't good. They're still they're still in, you know, I'd say they're in contention since they won a few years ago. I can't bet against Boston, though. I have Boston in six. Finally, the North Division. And we're going to start with the Edmonton series so we can round it off with the, the big one. Edmonton and Winnipeg. Winnipeg, who I think a lot of people thought were going to finish second, slipped to third. And they play Connor McDavid and the Oilers. The Connor Hellebuck-driven Winnipeg Jets are going to to add add a an interesting effect to what a hundred point McDavid can do. I actually think this is our first episode since McDavid reached a hundred points, so Congrats. that's pretty cool. But Patrick, why don't you start us on this one? Uh, Winnipeg kind of slipped at the end of the season, and you know, maybe halfway, even three quarters of the way through the season, I probably would have picked them to come out of the North, but not so much anymore. Go ahead. I don't know. I really don't know about this one. That's not uh, an option. So I changed what I said before about the Boston series being the one I could be the most wrong about. I think it's this one. Is Nikolai Euler's back? Is he healthy? Will he be back for the playoffs at least? Isn't he back already? Is he not? I I have not paid attention to Winnipeg the past couple. Um, I'm going to go Winnipeg in six. I'm going to begrudgingly go Winnipeg in six because I'm really unsure about this series. Um, I like the experience that Shifley and Dubois have. I like Nikolai Ehlers. I'm not sure on that defense, but I think the way that Winnipeg has is built for playoff hockey, where they've played playoff hockey before. Um, Ehlers supposedly um, on track for game one. 
So he's okay. still practicing with a non-contact jersey. I think if Ehlers is healthy and he gets back to regular season form, I think he, I think he's the guy to look to for MVP of that series. Um, brilliant hockey player. And again, I'm having a really hard time with this because I think if Edmonton won, that would be perfectly reasonable given McDavid and Dreisaitl and given the fact that Mike Smith um, has somehow maintained a level of consistency we didn't actually expect from him. But for now, I'll say Winnipeg in six. I think both of you guys have Edmonton though. Yes, I have Edmonton in five. I'm the, I, I pretty much went opposite of you on this, Patrick. I really like how Winnipeg stacks up against, uh, or Edmonton, sorry, stacks up against Winnipeg. Winnipeg is weak defensively, and I think Edmonton has the offensive tools to absolutely expose that. Connor Hallebuck, is, you can make the argument that he is what, you could make the argument that he's the best goalie in the NHL. He's at least a top three, top five guy. But I just can't see him single-handedly winning this series because Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, but especially McDavid, have been that good all year. And just as long as, you know, Winnipeg doesn't get like 800 goaltending, they're at least like league average. It doesn't even have to be amazing because Winnipeg does not have the um, – Winnipeg's got good offensive players, but I, they can't outscore one guy, right? Even like – it's just even if it's just McDavid against that Winnipeg offense, I, I can't see that Winnipeg out offense outscoring Connor McDavid in this series. And you know, based on that, I just really like how they stack up. Edmonton really soundly beat them twice in Winnipeg just a couple weeks ago, and I think that was a good indicator of things to come in this series. So I think Edmonton wins in five games, and a motivated Connor McDavid looks to carry his team finally deep into the Stanley Cup playoffs. Nick, we should hang out sometime because uh-huh. I also have Edmonton in five. I don't think you can you can bet against the 100-point McDavid as good as uh, Connor Hellebuck, who I think is the best goalie in the league this year, has been. <clears throat> Connor McDavid has to, has to at least get by one round here and go on to play the Montreal Canadiens. But hey, Montreal, Pat, well, Montreal, I get your point about Ehlers and him being a potential MVP of the series. It's just, there's two guys on Edmonton there that can do so much to... more damage than he possibly this could. This is the one you're the odd one out on, Pat. So I know, yeah. I, had, I had to have a hot, because I haven't been the odd one out yet, and I haven't had a, a bold prediction yet. So that is my bold prediction for now. And I just look at last series against uh, Chicago. Chicago, while they don't have the better players, or the two better stars, they have more depth, and I thought that kind of helped Chicago get through, and I think hopefully... That should be the case for Winnipeg um, for my sake, but I'd be perfectly happy to see. If it does, maybe we have Michael and McDavid on the move this summer. Yeah, maybe. All right. When we come back, we're getting into the series, the Montreal Canadiens and the Toronto Maple Leafs. And spoiler alert, not all of us are picking the Leafs. Uh, I wonder who that could be. We'll be back in a few minutes after this short break. So, Patrick, you are the... Uh, you 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 have the honor of being the only person here. Yes, if you want to call that, has the yeah, that has their team in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Montreal Canadiens fourth seed playing the first seed, Toronto Maple Leafs. And uh, I'm going to go first, and then Nick, and we're going to round out with you because I'm sure you have a, a bit to say. I don't know if you've been thinking about this series at all, but yeah. <laughs> I'll kick it off. I have. Not only beating Toronto, I have Montreal coming out of the North Division. And it starts with Toronto, obviously, (laughs) because I think 
I think Toronto doesn't win a playoff series. I just it's the Toronto. Not really their thing. That really is not really something. It's, just, they it's do. not really what they do. They're a good team, and you know all the power to them. But that's just not really them. It's not really their style. So I respect that. I respect that decision they've made as an organization to go that route. I'm not sure if they're going to win a cup that way, but it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. I genuinely, legitimately do have Montreal in seven over the Toronto Maple Leafs. Pat, you have this whole thing about who Montreal is going to play in their lineup or whatever. I really don't think it matters. I think Montreal wins regardless. Toronto is not winning a playoff series. I'm saying that right now. And when Toronto does win this, you guys can clip this and post it on Twitter and embarrass me in front of everyone. Nick, you go first before we hand it over to Mr. Talon. Honorable mention, wouldn't this have been a neat discussion if the red-hot Ottawa Senators had Mm -hmm. snuck in here with about like 10 more games left in the season and they got in here and then that that would have been that would have been neat because it would have been the perennial favorites against the the red hot team uh discourse again but um i i'm sorry patrick but i i picked toronto in five in this one i just again i had to follow the same theme i had for all my picks i i gotta go off what i know in all this and i often make that mistake in my predictions i don't go off of what i know enough and i go too much with my gut i just Montreal has been so terrible down the stretch that I just can't see them uh, matching up against this Maple Leafs team well, unless, you know, if, if the Montreal Canadiens from last year's postseason want to show up, that would be, that would be something, but it appears that I think their highest goal scorer in the playoffs last year, may be a healthy scratch for game one. So um, if Claude Julien's coaching the Montreal Canadiens, I think I have a few more, considerations to make but i don't like the dominic ducharme montreal canadians i haven't liked their play down the stretch and uh you know while i can sit here and name off a bunch of things i don't like about the toronto maple leafs or their fans or whatever i gotta go off what i know they are just the better team on paper so i picked the toronto maple leafs in five games so last night i was working on my bracket we have a uh a friend bracket that we're all part of. And I put Toronto in six because I thought that Montreal would, I don't know about you guys, but I thought that a team would ice their best lineup possible. Obviously Montreal thinks differently. And then I saw the lines this morning and Cole Caulfield, the Asperger Academy are not, it, I know it's just the first practice and maybe, maybe Ducharme doesn't want Keefe to know. Maybe he knows you're do. paying attention. He's maybe he knows that I spend too much time on Twitter. I don't know, but maybe I know Ducharme has been sort of, uh, he sort of hid his lines before and he said before games, he doesn't want to disclose it because he doesn't want the opposition to know. Maybe this is him not letting Keith know a lot, not letting Keith have an idea of what he's going to roll with. But as far as I'm concerned, if you're going to prioritize veterans such as Eric Stahl um, and you're not going to play Jesperi Kakaniemi or Cole Caulfield when what you need to do to beat the Toronto Maple Leafs is score goals, I think it's completely ridiculous. Um, the best player down the stretch was literally Cole Caulfield. Um, four goals, five points in 10 games. Only only player with more goals with him down the stretch was Tyler Toffoli, who has 28 goals in the season. I think this is completely ridiculous. Um, yeah, Luke, did you read that article? The players yeah, played? I read the article and I read the million tweets about it. So thanks, Pat. And in the last, in the last six games, only one player has more uh, points than Caulfield. That's it. Uh, again, 
this doesn't make any sense to me. I'm not sold on Montreal's defense, as I've said for the thousandth time this season. Uh, again, cliche X factor point would just say that it hinges a lot on Carey Price if he can get back into last year's playoff bubble. But this is where I think that Bergevin is having somewhat of an influence on the way the lineup is being constructed because Caulfield gave Ducharme all his opportunity, or Ducharme gave Caulfield all these opportunities. He gave him all these chances. He had the back-to-back OT winners. He had the goal against Toronto. He had the goal against Edmonton. And you're scratching him in favor of Eric Stahl. I just think this is the most flawed logic. And I think, what, what are you doing? Nothing. Sorry. No, I'm nothing. Keep going. Yeah. So, so if, the, if this is what the lines are going into, going into the, the playoffs, then, um, then I think Toronto wins it in five pretty easily. Luke? Sorry, there was a dinger of a Mr. Booth tweet. I, I oh, just, I, yeah, I was going to bring this up. Had <laughs> to. Uh, quote, unquote, playoffs are starting today and the Canucks are playing, but I don't see the Maple Leaves on the schedule. That's a shame. Better luck next year. Couldn't agree more. Luke, maybe you were right about something. The Canucks would be playing when the playoffs started. You you, you I, told us all I, along. That's what I, I knew. I knew this was going to happen. That's what I meant. So, yeah. Luke, you were say saying something. About yeah. to start a three-game series against the Flames. We should predict that one as well. Oh boy, Luke, you were saying something before the show about prioritizing. So before I got distracted, I was going to say, I, I do agree with you and I don't know the Habs like you do, Pat, but I agree with you in the sense that Cockney and Caulfield are probably going to be more effective, but I do think there is, I I think, and we'll use stall as the example here, stalls value does and effectiveness does increase in a playoff game than in a regular season game. I genuinely think that I think there is, I think a veteran presence is more important in a playoff game than a regular season game. I also think a, um, how they mesh with the team is far. Well, I think that's a no brainer, but that's far more important in a playoff game than a regular season game. I'm not in tune with uh, the vibes coming out of Montreal's dressing room. I don't know. I don't know how Stahl affects that team compared to Caulfield or Kotkaniemi, but I do think there is something to be said about making sure you've got a few veteran guys in your lineup, especially for a young team like Montreal when you start the playoffs. But I do agree with you that you've got Cole Caulfield. I don't know if I agree with you on Kotkaniemi, but I do agree with you. you got Cole Caulfield. You would be foolish not to play him. So I would agree with you about the veteran presence if you're making an argument for someone such as Corey Perry, who was fantastic for Dallas last year, someone like Yoel Armia, who has had playoff success. But if it's Eric Stahl, and look, I liked the Eric Stahl acquisition. We can go back to that episode. I thought it was a fantastic acquisition because I thought that he still had that 2-3C to value. I thought a lot of his poor numbers were just a product of playing in Buffalo. This is someone who's hardly an NHL player at this point, who's, who's basically replacement level. Corey Perry is slow, but Corey Perry passes well and makes and is creative. Eric Stahl, there's not a single thing that that player does well. And I think, again, prioritizing him, uh, the lines they have going forward right now, I think I think you're asking, honestly, to get swept. I think Montreal might win a game at this point, I think, if they were making the appropriate decisions to start the series. And look, the game's not until next Thursday. If they were making the right decisions and they, and they have a change of heart, then I think you can make an argument that it goes to six or seven. But for me... Toronto is just far and away the better team here. Um, I don't think there's a single thing that Montreal has in their lineup that is better than Toronto's. We hear about goaltending. Well, Jack Campbell, 17, two and two with like a nine twenty three. I think at a certain point you're going to, and I've, I was someone who expected, who didn't think Jack Campbell could sustain the success at a certain point. We have to give Jack Campbell credit. 
the one thing I think Toronto's done better than any other team in the North Division this year is their defensive play. For all the talk about them being sloppy and soft and weak defensively, I think that's the one area of their game that's been most improved. I think the only thing that Montreal maybe has a chance in is the bottom six matchup. But that doesn't even matter when you have guys like Austin Matthews in your top so six. So can I just add, because, yeah, we're five days away from game one. I could see, and again, I'm not in tune here, but I could see Montreal not playing Cockney. I could see that. Sure. There's no way they don't play Caulfield. There is n- there's no way. I that that's why for your sake, Patrick. I think this isn't maybe that much of a um, a signal to what kind of lineup they're icing. I cannot see any GM in the league, or sorry, coach in the league, not playing Caulfield in Game One. I just that that makes zero sense to me. If you want to have this discussion about Kotkaniemi, sure, because he's garbage. But Caulfield, I just I can't see that happening. So I. I just kind of thinking about that now. I think you're fine on that front, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, we'll see on Thursday. I could be wrong. I didn't I, think I, the Toronto Maple Leafs could recover from losing to Columbus last year. I can't actually foresee how they would possibly recover from losing to the Montreal Canadiens. So do we year. want to talk about that? Well, what? this is a, for, for me, it is a, it's a win-win provided Montreal. Okay. Let's say Montreal loses in five games. Okay. The hype around Montreal this year from from Bergevin himself and from the media members was that this is a team that can go not all the way, but a long way. You lose in the first round, and hopefully there's management changes, which I've been screaming for forever. You win in the first round, and the Leafs implode. And it's kind of a win-win for me right now. So, so what happens we'll genuinely? What do you guys think happens in the scenario that the Leafs lose this series? They trade one of the big four. I think that's that would be a pretty obvious move because I would think at that point, I don't see how you can excuse it. I think we said from day one that this the way this format and this divisional lineup was set up was pretty much a gift to the Toronto Maple Leafs, and it has been. They are you know far and away the best team on paper in this division. They proved it during the regular season um, that they are a level above um, a lot of other teams in this, well, every other team in this division, really. Um, but the one thing everybody's always pointed to is what can they do in the playoffs? We haven't seen that yet from this core. So if this golden ticket to the third round Mm -hmm. is not used by the Toronto Maple Leafs this year, I, they would have to, at this point, trade one of the big four, um, because I, I can't, I, I don't know what you could possibly do to change the outlook of the team again. Do you keep just coming back with a team that doesn't work? But again, that's all hypothetical because they have, you know, a full Stanley Cup playoff slate of games ahead of them potentially. So we'll see what happens. But talk about talk about pressure. There has been pressure on this pressure. team. There is lots for of pressure years, and it just keeps growing. And this year, this year has to be has to be make it or break it that there's so much pressure on this team all in the hands of none other than the Montreal Canadians. But man, if, if the unthinkable happens as it has for like the past four years or whatever, Oh boy, it's gonna, it's going to be bad. And I entirely agree with you, Nick. They've, so, they've got to do something drastic. If, so if that happens. We would all agree that Toronto's far and away the best team. Luke, yeah. I'm going to ask you, 
and it feels weird asking you of all people this, what do you see out of Montreal's roster and of anything, anything in their roster that puts them ahead of Toronto? I don't care. I don't know. You just, is it more about Toronto's? It's more, I just, I can't see Toronto winning and the fact they're playing Montreal. It's more of a, it's more of the storyline Toronto with this golden ticket runs through the North division, finishes first. They get set up against Montreal in the first round. It is, it has to be destiny for them to, to lose this series. It well, has there was, to be. There was the Craig button quote where he said, I don't think Montreal even wins a game and the odds are like 75. 70, yeah. Toronto's yeah. odds are 75% to win the series. Yeah. And everyone's like, Oh, I bet they're going to put that up in the Habs locker room to get them going. I don't know. I, I don't see it. It sucks, but I, I think it's really, it's really just a storyline is... for me. It's, it would be the Not most Maple Leafs thing. It's a gutsy pick. It's a very do. gutsy pick. And then, and then I double down on it by having them beat Montreal in the second round. Let's do that quickly. Um, we're not going to do the rest of the brackets because it gets all messy with seeding. Let me hear your winners from each division and then uh, your Stanley Cup final and your pick. Uh, Nick, why don't you start? Uh, Edmonton coming out of the North, Boston coming out of the East, uh, Vegas coming out of the West, and Tampa Bay coming out of the Central. And I think the Tampa Bay Lightning are going to repeat as Stanley Cup champions again. Uh, I can't bet against this team at all good conscience they're really good they're getting a top five player in the game healthy right on their roster handed to them in the first round here and i think uh their experience from last year is just going to push them over the edge and keep them above everybody else and perhaps the beginnings of a tampa bay lightning dynasty second place oh i had them uh in the stanley cup final playing vegas okay that'd be good patrick out of the North, I have the Toronto Maple Leafs. Out of the West, I have the Vegas Golden Knights. Out of the East, I have the New York Islanders. And out of the Central, I have the Tampa Bay Lightning. I have Vegas winning the cup over the Tampa Bay Lightning. Okay. So you guys have the same final. Interesting. I've got Les Habitants out of the North. Boston out of the uh, East. Colorado out of the West, Carolina out of the Central. Because again, I have Tampa losing in the first round. In the cup final, I've got Colorado over Boston. So Montreal Cinderella story does not uh, get too far. I have them losing to Colorado. I think that would be be a bad series. That would be, I mean, no, it wouldn't because Montreal makes the third round, but Colorado would absolutely demolish Montreal. I think we'd agree there. So there we have it. We've got, sorry, Nick, you had Tampa. Tampa. Patrick, you've got Vegas. Yes. I've got Colorado. Everybody to get ready to quote these when we're all incredibly stupid. Yeah, wrong. I've realized I've said a lot of things in this episode that I'm probably going to regret. So if, uh, if Toronto wins in the first round, I think maybe it's best we just delete this off the face of the earth. But anyways, Boston and Washington tonight at seven, I think. Vancouver and Edmonton. Tonight at 10, probably. I don't know who really cares, to be honest. I think it's a three. I think it's an afternoon game. What's a three? Even better. Vancouver. Who doesn't love a afternoon? It, 3.30, you're right. And then, actually, I think most of them are. God, why afternoon don't they just cancel them? The Vancouver Canucks, let's go. Cancel, cancel the schedule, just cancel the team, honestly. 
Anyways, uh, I think most of us are looking at Thursday, Montreal, Toronto. Patrick, if we don't record before then, I mean, we probably will. But if we don't, best of luck to you, friend. You I'm, know, I'm, we're all Montreal You guys are Canadians so much more into now. this than I am. I'm so I'm into so- this. I, I may be more into this than I was into Vancouver's run last <laughs> year. I need Toronto to lose. Chaos. Do I? That, that, yeah. Above That's all it. else, we're all team chaos. We all cheer for team yes. chaos. And this, this would provide true. it. All right. We're going to leave it there. We uh, This was a bit longer than I think we thought it was going to be, but that's our playoff preview. We're going to be talking awards, and obviously with the playoffs kicking off, we will be talking playoffs in the next few weeks. So thanks again for listening, everyone. We'll see you later, and uh, go Habs. Can I get a go Habs in the chat, please? Go Habs? Go Habs, I guess. Go Habs. All right, thanks, guys. Yeah.